0: 60 show presented by i, am I am. on pulpmx.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome, everybody. It's the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Presented by Infab. Thanks for listening. It is uh, Thursday. It is January 22nd, 2015. And we are live in Las Vegas for the next hour. Taking your calls on uh, Supercross so far. Three rounds down. 14 to go. Oakland Supercross this weekend. Round four. The Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series NFIM World Championship. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Give us a call here. I'd love to take your calls on all things Supercross. We are giving shit away. Uh, Two tickets to Oakland this weekend, uh, courtesy of NVAB, and uh, courtesy of the guys at Fly Racing. Some aero-tapered bars, Pilot 2 MX Grips. They are much more than gear, people. Much more than gear. Fly Racing hard parts, some of the best stuff out there. Let's not forget about their light hydrogen gear. It's been fine-tuned over the last four years to set the standard in what riders expect out of racewear. Unlike other lightweight gear out there, the Fly Racing Light Hydrogen line has kept all of the premium features, like zipper lock, patented 2D buckle system, uh, to go along with their light, lightweight. Check out FlyRacing.com. Follow them on social media at FlyRacingUSA. Thanks to those guys at Nfab, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories from Nfab. Proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota Nfab Yamaha team with Barsha, Pike, and Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Filthy Phil is checking in this weekend because uh, Wes and Pike will be out for a little while. So we will see Phil back on the track. Coy Gibbs' replacement rider program still running strong. So if you want to win the tickets to Oakland or you want to win the Bars and Grips, all you got to do is call in. That's it. Just uh, we'll take a random caller. Uh, 702-586-7857, and uh, we'll give this stuff away. We're happy to do it. And fab.com, by the way. I don't think I gave the website. Uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, going to join us on the show tonight, uh, today. And, uh, of course, I'm Steve Mathis, as usual, with me, producing the show, taking your calls, holding things down. He was at Anaheim, two people. That is two races this year that he's gone to. Hmm? I said in a row. Two races in a row. Yes. The Tis Legendary. Hello, Steven. You are... You're becoming a super fan. You're becoming a guy. You're, you're you're like me going to the Tragically Hip concerts last weekend.
2: I will never go to a Tragically Hip concert. But I'm saying I, but, but, yes, but I'm saying I, I, I follow the series. Yeah. So uh, it took a little while to get me going, but now it's uh, you know better late than ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think? I was very pleased to see how Dungey was writing. You know, fastest qualifier. I think he was very yeah. good. Wow,
1: well, fastest qualifier in the second session. It's close
2: enough. Hey. I it's, agree. It's one of them. Man. It's I better, agree. Better, better, better than, than nothing. Yeah. Better yeah. than what he's been. And then uh, he looked really good in the main as well. Aggressive. Charged uh, aggressive, forward. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was expecting him to go back, you know, three, four spots, and yeah. that was not the case. No, so. he looked good. I was very happy about that.
1: I do but, not give Ryan Dungey a black flag. I do no, not give that to him. No, you not on do his not. performance.
2: No. He gets a green flag. Green flag. Yeah, he can keep going.
1: I give you a black flag on your enthusiasm for this show sometimes, but no. not now. You've been into it.
2: Can I appeal it? Yeah, you can, but it
1: won't matter.
3: Okay.
2: It's already done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> What'd
1: you think of the Black Flag Gate?
2: Oh man! Did you notice it at the race? Did you see what was going on? Um, I did not actually, because I didn't see the 450 main. I had to leave. What? I, I went with my son. It's a long story. Um, so long, I take back l- everything I said day. about you being a super yeah, fan. I saw the 250 main though, but okay. I, I did watch it on television, and I was, I was. Uh, I couldn't agree more with him. I thought Chad Reed's a maniac. He's going to keep trying to take out Kennard until he kills him, like a Terminator. Yes, yes. So they were very well. Uh, it was a good call. Canard's lifeless body, <laughs> laying on the track, and Reed
1: running over a... and over and over and over.
2: Uh, good thing they threw
1: care the black about flag. Your red right. cross flag. Right. Good thing they threw yeah. the black flag because it was it was he was Sheesh. he was Cujo, looking for revenge. You know. Oh, man. You want to give away some Oakland tickets? Let's do that right now. Let's do that right we'll now. Because we forget. 702-586-7857. First caller wins a pair of tickets to uh, Oakland Supercross, courtesy of nfab, n-fab.com. Uh, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories. So just do that. Do it. Do it. Hey, so uh, uh, Filthy Phil is in this weekend. Justin Brayton is out. Uh, Going to be out for a few weeks with an injury. And we saw Cooper Webb ride a fantastic race uh, to get the get this second win in a row with a nice pass on Bowers. And I think, Tits, I think this is it. I think I think Webb's going to run away with this thing.
3: I, I mean, run away might be a little bit of a, yeah. of,
1: a, of, a, of a big turn. But you watch the confidence he got from a win and then a win again with that. That He's was already fast. fast. Oh, come, yeah. Come from the back. It oh, was yeah. Like he
2: just got up front and it took off. It was great. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, you watch. I think I think Cooper Webb will uh, – I think that will be the, what he needs to get forward. Of course, I thought Nelson was going to win too. Nelson was gone. Jesse oh, Nelson man. checked out. See you later. And uh, the over-underbridge got him. That's right, yeah, the over-under bridge got him. Um, so, yeah, more about uh, Chad Reed and, and Trey Canard. We'll t- maybe touch on a little bit of that. We want to look forward to Oakland more so than looking back. But it was a huge deal in our sport for sure when a two-time Supercross champion and one of the legends uh, gets black flagged. Uh, you definitely have to um, uh, talk about it and uh, and deal with that. But uh, uh, for now, let's get, uh, let's get Jason Wigand on the phone. Let's do that. And we'll move right into some uh some super cost talk. 702-586-7857, giving away a pair of Oakland tickets. I don't think we've given them away yet. So uh call in and also Aero Taper Bars and Pilot2MX Grips, flyracing.com. They got more than just gear, people. They got more than just gear. Hey, so all you people that tweeted me and emailed me about Justin Barsha and how he's terrible and how this um this signing didn't work, blah, blah, blah. It uh it's been one of those things. He qualified fastest overall at Anaheim, too. He got fourth in the main, his best finish of the year. Uh, rode well as well to do that. So maybe the Barsha panic talk will uh, quiet down a little bit. I wasn't one of those guys, but a lot of you guys were. Surprisingly, a lot of you guys were sort of freaking out about Justin Barsha and his so-so rides. I mean, he got a terrible start at Phoenix. Anaheim won. His start wasn't much better. So, I mean, is he going to win a main event? I, I think so. I think he's still looking okay to win a main event. I don't know for sure, but... Uh, I just don't think it's time to panic like a lot of you people were doing after two races. So uh, we saw him uh, have a very strong uh, Anaheim 2, and we'll see if he can keep that up uh, coming into Oakland this weekend. And uh, to, for more about Oakland, let's get to our, uh, our first guest. He's a RacerX online editor and uh, a real voice of the motocross, the man who got the quotes from um, uh, Chad Reed and Trey Kennard and John Gallagher after the race, the Jason Wigand.
4: Yes, that's right. I know how to type. That's pretty much what I bring to the table. You have podcast equipment, and I can type. So I got them to talk, and then I typed it, and then I just posted it. And it was like I'm some sort of hero.
1: No, hold all on.
4: Talking, I recorded it, and hold, I typed it.
1: No, hold on a second. You you got quotes from Trey, which was fine, all well and good. Chad wasn't going to talk to anybody until you mentioned, hey, we're going to run with Kennard's story, and Kennard says that Chad reads a crybaby, which is fine. You know, you just want that to let them true. know, like, that's we're just going to run with Kennard. Um yes. and, and they wisely, wisely changed their mind. You got an interview with Chad. And then another thing. Chad went from not available to available in about three seconds. <laughs> right, right. Very busy. Opened up. He can't talk. Oh, what's that? He's, he's a crybaby? Oh, he's available. Um, yeah. and he was literally standing, like he was standing right around
4: the corner of the truck, like as close as he could yeah. be without being seen.
1: Oh, I know. During that's a, no, he, That's his move. <laughs> He does do that. He stands right there because he doesn't want anybody to see him. And um, yeah. I uh, what I do is uh, I just walk in, you know. So uh, uh, Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, that works under normal circumstances, but it was like a secret service on this evening.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, you got John Gallagher's uh, uh, words on the issue, too. So good job by you.
4: Well, he and Kevin Crowder, they made, they thank me for getting their side because they say no one ever wants to know our side. And i was just like, it's just so right. weird to me. I'm like, even if they don't agree with you, they should have, you would think people would be curious of yeah. what you were thinking, even if they're mad. Like yeah. wouldn't the first thought be, What the hell was he thinking?
1: Yeah. Like well, would you wanna know that? Except in the past I've asked Kevin a couple of things and he's told me he can't comment on them. Um oh. <laughs> like not 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 recently, but over the years, let's say I've shot him an yeah. email and he has been like, Hey, I can't really you know, that's it's kind of internal or whatever and I've been like, Oh, okay, great, thanks. Which I mean Kevin's a great guy, but um You know, at the same time, I'm like... No,
4: I I did kind of expect that at times. At one point, I was like, I wonder if they're even going to be willing to talk about it. Right. But for them to thank me, like, we wanted to talk about it, but we didn't think anyone would ask us.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just seems weird.
4: I'm like, what is he thinking is, like, the first thing in anyone's mind.
1: Did anything happen? I don't want to touch too much on this. I want to look ahead to Oakland. But did anything happen in the uh, four days, five days since since we all broke it down and talked about it on our recap and, and we hashed it out and everything came out, has your opinion changed at all? Has anything new come to light? Has there been any, do you still stand by the fact that they should have waited?
4: Yeah, I definitely do. The only thing that's come out to me is people have started unearthing the archives of the Chad Reed, John Gallagher history. And believe it or not, I don't even know if you remember this yourself. Our own Aaron Hansel is like, do you remember that podcast that Mathis did with Chad Reed in 2010, after uh, Poto broke his leg in St. Louis, and I'm like, nope. And he's like, he trashed John Gallagher and the track people the whole time. And I was like, really? I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember the podcast. I remember him trashing people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but he badmouthed Gallagher in that, and then Hansel actually did a follow-up interview with Gallagher that next weekend, and Gallagher kind of fought back. Mm-hmm. And then there's this Phoenix incident from a few years ago, 2010. Anyway, people are unearthing bad history between Gallagher and Reed and then wondering if that leads to um, quick decisions because of their history. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. there are some facts that I wasn't aware of.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't remember that podcast. Uh, I do remember John has taken a beating um, on my Publum show from diff- various guests over yeah. the years. I like John. Uh, right. He's a good guy. I think he's fair. And I don't think that in the heat of the moment he would think, Oh, remember that podcast? I don't like Chad Reed. I'm going to show him. I didn't, you know. I don't think all that goes through his head. I could be wrong. I don't know for sure. But I, I don't I don't see it. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah, it is. I don't, don't, don't want to
4: say I, I don't really know either way. But I definitely can tell you in the last four days mm-hmm. a lot of history between them has come to light. What does that mean? I'm not sure.
1: Right. Uh, 702-586-7857, we've got some calls on hold. But none of them want to go to Oakland. So we are giving away – oh, wait, what? Tits what? Line two. Oh, they're giving get- – he wants. I already got his info,
2: but he has a question as well.
1: Okay, we gave away the tickets, and never mind. Courtesy Van Fab, two tickets to Oakland SuperCost to to Kevin. Kevin, what's up, man? We got a question as well as congratulations on your win for the tickets.
5: Thank you, guys. Just curious, I haven't heard anything. If Reed appealed that the black flag or not?
1: Well, I don't know if he did either, but I don't really know what there was to appeal because they 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 dequeued him. So how many points would he get? You know.
4: No, I don't think he did. Uh, He did go over to the rig, and they made it sound to me like once he saw the video, he knew he didn't really have anything to appeal. Yeah. Uh, And then Chad even said to me, like, well, what's the point of appealing? What are they going to do? They can't. What are they going to arbitrarily just be, ah, we'll give you eighth. (laughs)
1: Right, Like, what are they going to do? We think your arms would have pumped up. You would have got a bit tired. We're going to give you eighth.
2: (laughs) There wasn't a monetary fine, was there? I think
4: in the end, he knew it was pointless. And they clearly felt it was pointless because they just felt their decision was right in the first place. Yeah. So I don't think anyone appealed anything. Okay.
5: Do uh, we see a, another flag this week, anything?
1: Um well, we've talked about it. Certainly if there's some re- retaliation out there, there should be a black flag yeah. thrown. We've seen it. So uh and like we talked about in our in our podcast, we see retaliation all the time. Um guys remember, guys have a, a long memory. So um yeah, I think I think I think if John, I think John will be throwing more black flags because he wants to justify this decision. So, should be interesting. So, yeah. I do, I do, I absolutely believe we will see some more black flags, be, and they will, they will, you know, look uh, like they're, they're like, like, like they mean business. It's, it's
4: which wrong, which evil do you want to pick? So you're thinking there will be potentially unjustified black flags. To oh, I don't know. The first one. No, no, I don't mean unjust. And I'm thinking. Oh uh, yeah, I see what you mean. They could just pretty much say, "From here on out, we're changing yes. our views." Yes. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. And if there's retaliation, my, my we, is, you're getting a black flag. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. Maybe. my My opinion was, "Oh, they've always been consistent, and they will just continue to be inconsistent." Maybe. So neither of yeah. our answers is good.
1: Yeah. Maybe. No. I, you know, I, I'm leaning towards what I said, but you could be right, Weech, for sure. So.
4: You do, but my point is that both answers are terrible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> both ones do not work if you're a serious no. multi-million-dollar sport. <laughs> yeah uh thanks kevin appreciate it oh wait thank do we, do we, do we, do we have to put him on hold no okay we got your info congrats on the
0: tickets man thank you all
1: right see ya. uh john you want to talk about uh barsha and his trainer
0: yeah i was just uh i know in the preseason they said that he was working with osho and i don't know if that's still going on is he still doing that we
1: it is still going on and we each had a uh, uh we spoke with osho uh this past weekend so what yeah, do you got yeah, Osho's oh. still there
4: uh Actually, it's the one good thing for Barsha. He's definitely been strong late in the races. But the one thing you can't say is that he's not in shape. But, yeah, he's still there.
0: Oh, nice. So I'm guessing that that's more of just off-the-bike training, not really on the bike, like he doesn't tell him what he should be doing on the bike. No, one thing, uh, and I'll just jump
1: in for you. One thing I think I've talked to Osho before about it, and even Stanton, too, when Stanton worked with Barsha. These guys, yes, they're multi-time uh, Supercross motocross champions and they're one of some of the greats in the sport. But Stanton and O'Mara in particular have both told me at times, I am not, I can't ride like these guys. I don't know what's going on anymore, you know? Um, certainly, hey, keep an elbow up. Hey, weight the outside peg more here or there if they see some weakness. But as far as riding a dirt bike, things are so much different from those guys' days to nowadays that those two have both told me,
0: nah, I don't do that. So. All right. Well, I was just wondering, since you know Villeman's comments about Barsha, if anybody's asked Osho what he thinks about his riding style, if he should calm it down at all, or
1: yeah, we should. Well, maybe I'll ask Osho if I see him this weekend. What he, yeah, what he thinks about this? Because we know yeah. we do. We know uh, opinion. It's very loud, very clear. So, thanks, uh thanks, Alrighty, John. We'll... Thank you, thank you guys. Thanks. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Enfab. Jason Wygant on the line. I think the
4: one thing those guys like uh, O'Mara and Stanton try to bring to the table, beyond just the physical training part, is I think on the mental side, they do try to help the guy out, yeah, um, keep him calm or help his confidence and all that. Uh, So they do bring that to the table, which is definitely based on their racing experience, if not physical stuff on the motorcycle.
1: But you know what's funny? Both guys, and I think you're absolutely right, Weege, but both guys have made comments to me, and maybe not in in regards to Barsha, but maybe so, but I, I can tell you they weren't specifically saying Justin Barsha, but they were both saying, man, these guys these days, there's so much entourages. There's so many people in these guys' ear. They've both told me that about the sport in general. Like, when I raced, oh yeah, yeah. like, yeah. no one, it was me. That was it. I was loading my bike up by myself and going practicing by myself, training by myself, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of, I think, what goes on in our sport a little bit is some of these guys have a lot of people oh. in their ears. So.
4: Yeah, Roger DeCoster told me the exact same thing this weekend. He's definitely not talking about Barsha. He's never ridden for him. Right. He's just saying, like every rider in the last 10 years, for example,
1: they yeah. all have it. Yeah, the money, yeah. the prestige, the sport has grown, and that's the kind of stuff that happens, you know? Um, hey. Yeah, can... yeah,
4: and he said it's really hard to get any messages across because they've got seven different people saying seven different things. Yeah. And it's like one day it's good, and then it goes in the wrong direction the next day.
1: Right. That's what DeCoster
4: right. says. I have a reason to believe him.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. DeCoster, uh, Never one to uh, shy away from just saying it how it is, because he's no. Roger DeCoster. <laughs> no. Um, hey, gonna do? before we get too far into 450s class, condolences on Justin Brighton. He's going to be out for a oh, while. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, the,
4: <laughs> there's two pieces of news of Braden this week. We now know he's going to be out for a few weeks, but we at least also now know why he sucked at the first two races. I never understand this keeping stuff secret. Apparently, he took a big digger right before Anaheim won. He actually told me that one. He has, I think, three small uh, breaks in his uh, in his back now, three broken vertebrae, and he mm. thinks one was actually from the previous crash before the season. So here we were, ready to sound the panic button. Mm-hmm. He was on the panic button list.
1: He right? was. He was on the list. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So you know, at one point, you might have been like, I don't know, maybe it's the bike, or maybe he's old, or maybe he's just not on it anymore. Oh yeah. no, he had just crashed really hard like five days before the first race and so I at don't, least we know what was the problem in the first place
1: and i don't understand like i don't, get, I don't it, get it right would you rather just have people think you're terrible just say hey i went down hard um before the um before the uh thing and um for and i'm one and, and i'm struggling and i'm working on it just say that it's okay
4: yeah, we don't even need
1: to specify how or what's hurt. Yeah. At least they some. Right. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, Millsap yeah. said yeah. he didn't tell people because it was a contract year or something. But, I mean, come on, man. So you just rather have people just go, ah, whatever, you know? it's yeah, rid- He's terrible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't understand. Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't... W- Filthy Phil gets in for Pike um, this Saturday. Uh, he's a main event guy, right? I mean, we, we, all, we both think that. Or do you...
4: Uh, he should be speed-wise. I mean, unfortunately, uh, with Phil, yeah. <laughs> especially in well. Supercross, crashes do happen. So if he keeps it on two wheels, Right. he should be fine. Uh, and, uh, as we've been talking about, not that semi's back. It really takes the uh, some of the risk out. Yeah. If you're fast enough, you generally get in.
1: Well, JT and I were doing our, our NFAB Fantasy Moto Show, and we said, well, you should pencil in Phil from 12 to 22. Like, it's totally true. 'Cause he could put it together and get twelfth and ride really well with I think twelfth in this field is great for Phil. And uh then he could also uh, cartwheel and get and and crash out. So um Yeah,
4: well that's probably a semi and an L C Q as well.
1: Any idea how long Pike will be out? Do we know?
4: No, I don't think even he knows yet. Uh, yeah. Ironically, there's apparently really good foot and ankle people here in Charlotte, and that's where Barsha got his ankle worked on. Okay, even before he was really employed by JGR. Oh, when and he just he,
1: happened to be in North I Carolina here as well. <laughs> he just when Barca, just happened. Yeah, happened to. He often often uh, he, he vacations uh, like, in North Carolina. Barsha does. Yeah. When
4: there was a Lamborghini with JB fifty one license plates going to the local mountain bike race. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Really? Right.
4: Yeah, they're fifty one Florida license plate yeah. mountain bike race. Yeah, I'm and just this guy,
1: just in town. I'm just in town in to Charlotte here for local mountain bike races. Nothing to do with anything else. Um, Actually, uh, Coach
4: uh, Gibbs told a really good story when they had their press conference at Barsha. He said he comes to the office one day and there's a Lamborghini parked in his wife's reserve parking spot. Oh, like, who is this? And then they go to sign Barsha, and he's like, "We're paying these guys way too much." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nah, no doubt, right? Wow, but his, his yeah. NASCAR, his NASCAR guys actually have planes, so they might they, that trumps a Lambo when you own a plane.
4: Well, yeah, he, yeah, he was putting them all together. He oh, okay. them in. He's like yeah. all of our drivers, the riders. He's like, I don't have, I don't have a Lambo.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure Coach is doing all right. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, hey, so um, we're three rounds Ooh. down. Tomac and Roxon are, you know, going to be there for the title fight the rest of the way. Canard, we think, is going to be there. But we are kind of not talking much about Dungey, And as Tits Legendary reminded me at the beginning of the show, he rode very well at Anaheim. Um, aggressive, fastest guy in the second practice. And, um, I mean, he maybe we overlooked him a little bit.
4: I am super much buying stock in uh, Dungey right now. I'm really convinced. Um, because you know the obvious. You know, 90% of the way is already there. You know he's going to be consistent and score points. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to blow it. But now I also... I mean, he rode great in Anaheim, too. I know he didn't win, but uh, he's a start or starting ahead of Roxen away, I think, from beating him, which I don't know if we thought before the season or at the first two races. Uh, Dungey's definitely, definitely in this. He's as much in it as anybody else. Yeah. Uh, besides Roxon, who's got to be your favorite right now that he's leading it. But I right. see Dungie's as strong a contender as even Tomac.
1: Yeah, he he really can't be. Uh, I mean, Dungey's just. I mean, I think that bike is really good. And then, like you said, yeah. he. He just limits the damage, man. He's so solid. You know, second, third, yeah, fourth, Yeah, but under whatever. normal
4: circumstances, that's the way he's in most years, and yeah. that hasn't been good enough no. to get the title anyway. But I think this year, I, I think, you know, Villapota's not there, Stewart's not there, so that maybe takes the difficulty out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not like Rockson is a slouch. Right. And But I think Dungey looks better than he has in years past, too.
1: And if Tomac can't get off the line, I mean, we saw him in Phoenix, great, but... If he's inconsistent off the line, he's just not going to do it. I mean, we've seen guys in this in this year. We've seen uh, these guys ride semi races. We've seen them Cole Seeley, win a heat get 14th. If you're not getting the start, it doesn't. You're not. You know James Stewart in 2009 anymore, or Chad Reed in you know 06. You you can't do it anymore.
4: It's going to be interesting. Kenny's gotten starts pretty much only in the main events. His starts have yep. been bad, actually, a lot of the other races. And like you said, he didn't exactly. Work his way through. He had to go to a semi in Phoenix. So, one of these nights, Kenny's getting a bad one. It'll be really interesting to see if he starts eighth, What happens?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. if he
4: even get fit one night? It is going to be such a massive shot in the arm for everybody else to say, "All right, all right, yeah. I can beat this guy." Now I know for sure. I just did it. Seven
1: zero two five eight six Pulp. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven Fly Racing uh, Moto sixty Show presented by Infab. Jason Wagen on the line. So through through three races, Wege. Who's your biggest surprise, 450 class, and then for a good reason, for a good way, and in a bad way also, biggest surprise?
5: Uh,
4: the, the big surprise in a good way, this is, not, this is going to be a surprising surprise. You know, I think he's been much better than most people thought he would be. Okay, who? If you watch Blake Baggett ride, he looks good. <laughs> like, for how bad his uh, Supercross career has been on 250s, and then the obvious—he's uh, too small to ride a 450. This is going to be rough. He looked uh, very in control, very comfortable at the first two rounds, and he was really going for it. He almost got Tickle. He was trying to pass Tickle for fifth. If he had gotten fifth mm-hmm. uh, like on Saturday, people would have been raving, like, "Really?" So I think he's overshot the mark. I think of what people expected. There's been other surprises for sure, but I, I'm going to—I'm yeah. going to make him my number one.
1: Really? Huh? Okay. He's working with RJ now. You see that? I,
4: think, I mean, look, look at, I mean, look at that. It's history. I think people were seriously worried that this was going to be a disaster.
1: Well, okay, all right. He's working with. He's working with you RJ. Know.
4: Yeah, what did that come about?
1: I don't know. You know RJ. You're I guess, tight with RJ.
4: RJ mentioned nothing about this as recently as two weeks. Ago.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, very out of left field. Um, I think Blake's been good. I don't know. I think Blake's been 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 good. Uh he's been steady like you said, moving on up uh to pass um um to to work on Tickle a little bit till he went down. I like to think Anderson's been a surprise. I we he, he's clearly been oh, better yeah. than Wilson Seeley, and Baggett. And uh I think Anderson's been w- a, a real surprise in a positive way.
4: Yeah, I'm not saying that Baggett's been the best or anything. I just think he's the biggest surprise. For sure Anderson has been the best of the rookies and he's right up there in the surprise category. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for he really hasn't ridden badly yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just having to get tangled with short and have a bad start in Phoenix. But yeah, as he said to you, he's still ripping. Still ripping.
1: <laughs> you uh what about your what about your bad surprise? Or are they all great? Everybody's great. Is that
4: everybody's great. They all work hard. They're all champions. <laughs> um like to see you got there and do better. Right, right. it's uh, changing weekly. Um the panic button was out for I think Barsha and Reed. Um, and Brayton, I suppose, after the first couple, or Wilson, they all were better except for Brayton, who's just out. Yeah. But they were all better at Anaheim, too. Now, well, what about Millsap?
1: Like, that was terrible. It was terrible, and I wonder what's going on. But I'm saying through three races, yeah. you know, um, and Millsap's had a good Phoenix, so, and he crashed at A1. The one thing that's lost in this uh, black flag gate a little bit is Chad was going yeah. backwards, and he was holding Trey up. Yeah. And how far would he have fallen? Um, you know, had he not ha- right. had the incident um, because you could visibly see whoever got around Chad would gap him, And then there was a bunch of guys stacked up behind him. So it's interesting yeah. to see my, my and dis- He had a
4: good start. I mean, he was going for second at one point. So you're figuring Chad is, you know, seeing daylight, seeing a shot of the podium, yeah. a chance to get second or even try to run down Kenny. Yep. So, you know, he was going for it. Mm-hmm. And despite going for it, like you said, the other dudes were just going, trying to go through him. Literally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They tried. Um, um yeah, what, so I'm still going to go with built up okay. because I
4: say if you do badly at round three, mm-hmm. that's worse than doing badly at round one or two. You're starting, you know, as each yeah. round goes, the guys start getting a little more comfortable with everything. So Barsha, right now, you could already start saying, "All right, the first two rounds were messed up. He'll be fine."
1: Mm-hmm. You
4: just have to do well in the first two, and then badly in the third. That's a little bit of a reverse.
1: You might not agree with my surprise in a bad way, but Josh Grant. I mean, he has not been good. And I know you're always this, hey, when has Josh Grant ever been great at Supercross? He won Anaheim 1, people might say, but that was a long, long time ago, folks. Um, uh, he's been really bad. Like, he makes the main event, and then I just I don't know. He's crashing. I guess he's always yeah. crashed, but, I mean, have you seen any flashes in the heats or semis or anything? No, I haven't. You know?
4: No, but I... I- I've been banging this drum for a long time. I feel like there hasn't been flashes of Josh Grant in supercross in years. Like, I think all the, well, you know, Grant, on I mean, any one day he can run with anybody. Yeah, but that's how it's worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. In supercross,
4: yeah. it has been years and years and years. He had, i said this over and over, he had one podium at New Orleans a couple of years ago when a bunch of dudes were hurt. Mm-hmm. He rode well. Yep. And seriously, that's it. We're talking like one. Good set of twenty laps in like four years.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's. I, don't I know.
4: Just, I don't know what the problem is. He's a great rider. It's just Supercross just always goes terribly.
1: Yeah. Um.
4: I gotta right. think. My theory would be he's crashed and hurt himself in Supercross so many times mm-hmm. that he's a little psyched out on it.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't blame him if that's true. If that if that is true, you can't blame yeah. him. It, it, it doesn't feel fun to hit the ground over and over. So, yeah. um, yep. let's get to the phone lines here. We got uh, Alex. What's going on, Alex? What's your uh, What's your question hey, what for Jason? Up
5: guys, uh, I was just calling. You know, how you're talking about the retired guys, and then like the way they train or whatever. What about Jeff Ward and Anderson last year?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and Ward he's working with him again. I think this year. No, he's back. Now he's back with Sealy. Oh, he's back with Sealy. That's it. Okay, I couldn't keep track, but
4: yeah, and I had to say Ward does step in. I talked to Ward at uh, I think it was Anaheim one, and he very much is coaching him. Right. He about was. lines and 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 all these things. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what the difference is. Why is Ward, <laughs> why is Ward saying I still know how to tell these guys how to ride, and then someone else from the exact
1: same era but is saying no? It's very to be, strange to me. To be fair to Wardy, wasn't that long ago he was racing a CRF 450 in Supermoto and doing some uh, day in the dirts and things like that. Osho hasn't ridden for a long time, and Stanton, I don't think, has ridden very much. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Just speculating.
5: And do you give yeah. more credit? Yeah. Do you give more credit to Alden for bringing Anderson so good, or more
1: credit to Ward since he brought him kind of out? Uh it's a good point. It's a good question. Uh, w- under Wardy, Jason won the 250 Supercross title last year. Um, Alden, I know from being around that camp, uh, he doesn't just keep himself to um, the training side. He does work mental side too, and all that kind of even helps with riding a little bit. Uh, helps the guys with 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 riding a little bit. So. Um, Hard to say, Alex. I don't know. I definitely hasn't heard him. Alden's made him pretty pretty good this year. So um, I, I had somebody tell me before the season or, you know, last fall that there was no way Henderson was going to stick with Alden's program. He didn't want to work that hard. He wasn't going to do it. It was going to be a failure. And that guy was wrong,
3: really wrong. Yeah.
1: So um, thanks, Alex. Appreciate it, man. It. All right. Evan, what's going on? What's your question for Jason Wygant?
3: Hey, guys. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I know this is a ways away yet, but I was just wondering, I want to get we take and yours on the the Metlife supercross this year being a a daytime race um you know like two thirty opening ceremonies is supposed to start, so mm-hmm. you know that put the main event like five thirty it's still going to be light plenty of light out that that time yeah um do you think it's going to have a I, mean, I think it's going have a much different feeling and maybe not look as good on t v I think they're. When I look at the other things that were going on, there's a a yankee game that night on Fox, and the Richmond NASCAR Sprint race is that night on Fox Sports One, I believe. So well, that's why we're doing do you think it. think they moved it just to get that airtime on Fox Five, or?
1: Yeah, we. That's why they did it, right,
3: for the NASCAR race?
4: Yeah, they basically were hoping to get a live show on regular Fox, not Fox Sports One, but regular Network Fox, for the first time ever. And apparently the only hole that was open was in the middle of the day. So that's absolutely why they did it. Uh, but, yeah, I agree, though. I don't know if it's going to look as cool um, without the lights on and things like that. But uh, I guess to get live on a network, you make whatever sacrifices you can. But for sure, I don't think Supercross looks as spectacular in the daytime.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it would be good in a dome stadium where they can, where, you know, they can close the roof and have it that way. But, I mean, I got tickets. I plan on going. I think it's great because I'll be home. Hopefully be home before uh, midnight, you know, but um, yeah. well, I think it's going have a much different feeling in it. I, was I think so, too. I what you guys thought I, about it. I think it'll be a little weird.
1: I guess if you were in the Coliseum in
3: 1992 for the show yeah. down there. No, it was I was an... just watching Oklahoma City, too. They had a couple years there.
1: Yeah. Well, the the Coliseum
3: race, though, was at in the daytime. Was the... Yeah, it was... yeah. No, I mean the Oklahoma one was, too. Oh, it was? Okay. 90, yeah. 90, so
1: if you were there, I guess that's what it's going to be like. I, I mean, I think the industry itself is very pumped, Evan, because they will be able to go into the city. And cut loose by ten o'clock at night. So,
3: right. I mean, yeah, that sounds
1: great. Um, what's that weed? <laughs> I do think people
4: are pumped on that. You're not going to hear any complaints.
1: No, no, no,
4: no. It's let's the fastest wrap this. packing up tents and awnings and tools. you Have ever seen?
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, Evan. Thank you, man. Uh, All right, take it easy, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it.
4: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. If you folks watch any, um, the supercross schedule it used to go into June back in the day, and just that one or one extra month or so. You can watch some of the races from the early 90s, and, you know, it stays daylight to almost 8 o'clock by then. So you can watch some early 90s Supercross on YouTube, and you'll see the heat races and semis are in the daylight. And then it starts to get darker around the main event. It's a really different look from what we're used to these
1: days. You know what you should bring back, Weej? One time on Blogant, used to do a blog called Blogant. It was, it was, yeah, it was ahead of me. Yeah, bring that of... whole
4: thing back. That we're no, about?
1: you... You did a blog where you broke down, I don't know why this just came into my head, but you were talking about old Supercrosses. You did a blog where you broke down the different eras of announcers in Supercross.
4: Yes, every announcing uh, yes. group there had ever yeah. been and
1: Was yeah. it just blogging? I think it was blogging. It was that long ago. Yeah,
4: and, I think that was it. Yeah, and I broke down every announcer there had ever been. Yeah,
1: good and bad and what you thought. And You should bring that back. See if it's in a hard drive somewhere.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm a little uh, I, back in the blogging days. I like could write whatever, and no one paid attention. Now they actually read stuff.
1: <laughs> I'd like to see you break down <laughs> the 2015 group of guys too, at, while you're at it. So they're great. Um, all right, okay. Let's get the Cole. Love- <laughs> Cole, what's up? You want speaking of TV, Cole? You had a question about the broadcast?
5: Yeah, guys, a big uh, fan of the show. Listening Thank you. Quite often. Um, just a question: Why do you think the TV broadcast, and primarily like Ralph Shaheen? Uh, dumbs down the broadcast so much. It's kind of annoying when you watch it. Like Some of the stuff and the statements and stuff that he's saying are like, you know, I, I get it. He's explaining it to people that never watch. But, you know, when, when live races are out, I mean, the primary audience is people that listen, I mean, excuse me, that watch mm-hmm. you know, and know everything about the sport. And some of the stuff he's saying, it's like, dude, come on.
1: you know? Yeah, I I, I hear you. Maybe Weech knows. He's the voice of motocross after all. But, Weech, I don't hear you saying the red... The red bike up front in an in outdoor yeah. national series.
5: Right. Well, I do think uh, –
4: I, I don't have any problem with that, The the color of the bikes and the numbers, I, I actually do say that I think more than people realize. Okay. Uh, I do think it's helpful. I do think it's necessary. And what I always say is I know that we think it's obvious. But if you try to watch any other race that you kind of follow, like I think we all know, say, that like uh, Mark Marquez is the champion of MotoGP. Like we all know that, right?
1: Mm, sure, yeah. Whoever,
4: yeah, we the, all know Marquez that, Tits. The champion of NASCAR. <laughs> We all, like, know the name, but if you watch a MotoGP race and there's an eight-rider pack for the lead, do you seriously know every single guy at first glance what their number and color of the bike is? You quickly realize you don't. So I don't have a problem with that. I think you'd be surprised at how many people watch a race and don't know what the people look like instantly. Um, So I don't have a problem with that particular thing, the the bike color and number. Uh, Some of the other stuff, I don't think they're dumbing it down. I think sometimes they just don't know what else to say. So they just say the obvious. That's
1: what I think happens. Right. I, I I gotta say though, like my Twitter feed blows up with people who who really hate Ralph. And I I think Ralph. I mean Ralph's not perfect. Uh, every it's a hard job. You're conducting everything. Uh, if you want, you know, if you want to really, uh, I've done that job in a way in a webcast for Montreal Supercross. I've been the color guy and I've been the TV guy, uh, the analyst or the the play by play guy which is what Weege does, that you're the conductor. You're the guy that's that's running the show, and it's a hard job. Ralph's been calling races of all sorts for 30 years. He does a good job. He, he's not perfect, like I said. I, I just don't get the amount of hate that Ralph gets in our sport, like on Vital or on my Twitter feed. Like, I get it. He says spider cam and light the candles, but, you know, Wygant's probably got his things that he says. I don't get the Ralph hate, Weege. I don't get it.
4: I think a lot of it uh You're asking him to do things that he shouldn't have to do. I mean, he's only the play-by-play guy. He's only supposed to go so far. Uh, I still, I'll say it, I would say right to their face, I think I have. Like, I don't understand why you, here, I'll give you a perfect example. I went riding yesterday, and I'm horrible, right? (laughs) Okay. And the track was so rutted. So I started dragging the front brake through turns for the first time in my life, Mm -hmm. and I could not believe the difference it made with keeping that front end in the rut. Yeah. Now, you know that M.A., Carmichael, McGrath, Wyndham, or anybody else who's ever been in that analyst chair knows that. Why would they never, ever, ever say it, ever? Why not? Yeah, Why yeah. not say, yeah, well, Steve, these bull arms tonight have rucks, so and you would be surprised, but it's actually key to use the front brake all the way through that turn. Why not say that? They
1: know it. They have to know it, right? Right. Absolutely, yeah. That's not on Ralph, though. No. No, people really don't like Ralph, and I don't get it. Like I said, it's not perfect. I laugh at some of the things he says, but the guy cares. He's been doing it for 30 years and he knows his stuff, and it's a hard job. So, you know, I. Yeah,
4: I, and any of the time that I always wanted to do that job or have the super cost spot, people are going to think this is a lie, but it's never been because I, I think Ralph is horrible. Like, sure, everyone would like to be, you know, have a, the awesome job. That's a great position. Of course, I want it, but it's not. I've never been able to say to Feld, you replace Ralph with me it would be so much better because of X, Y, Z. I think for his position, uh, with what he's supposed to do, he does he does what he's supposed to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Try to yep. pay –
4: The other guy, talk about riding a motorcycle. It's not like an NFL game. They don't talk like coaches or players.
1: You will hear Ralph throw it to Ricky or Jeff, and there will be silence at times. There will be silence. Uh, it's really, really bizarre. I don't re- recall Joe Buck throwing it to Troy Eggman and there being silence. You know, so – Um, yeah, you're right. Sometimes. So then, so then maybe Ralph
4: outside peg in a corner where it's a flat turn. Like, why don't they say that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. know One time, one time I asked Jeff that and he said, I don't feel like I was good enough in Supercross to, to say anything about these guys. And I'm like, what, what you have, you have a title. You have 11 wins or whatever.
4: (laughs) You know, you're anyone better than anyone probably watching the television show.
1: Yes, exactly, anyone. right, exactly. You have more knowledge than anyone watching. <laughs> you are better than, than 99% of the people in the world, in the world, Jeff. Um, right. But, yeah. Hey, Cole, do you want to win a set of bars and grips from Fly Racing? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. All right. Well, good question about the TV broadcast. You got us to rant for, for five or six minutes. So <laughs> I think I think you deserve these bars and grips, man. So stay on hold. Uh, Tits will get your information. I appreciate it. thanks. All right. Thanks. All right uh, yeah, well, on that note, Weege, I'm going to let you go. So.
4: You know what I'm talking about? You leave the front brake on all the way through the yeah, front. Yeah, so I like know. It works, it
1: works great. Marty Smith taught me that back in the day when I when I raced, and, and uh, I was amazed at how good it works. It really, really tracks well. So
4: Okay, so when he told you that, were you like, dude, dumb it down. I can't possibly understand <laughs> this high end. It's just I can't right. fathom this. Like, what do you the front brakes? I'm so confused. Like, just say it. Just well, say
1: it. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I, I, I wish also <laughs> they would know. I wish they would know more about... Guys outside the top six guys in the sport. I also wish I would. They would tell me all about Jimmy Albertson, you know, or Nick Way or whatever. I don't get it, but you know, yeah, it, it I, just will, want, hey, I,
4: I just want more technical stuff because I think that's more interesting. I think that keeps new viewers, yeah, um, engaged when they know how hard it is to do this and what one guy is doing to succeed. I hate I look. That's just way I, more exciting to listen
1: to. I hate NASCAR, but a little while ago. I was watching a NASCAR race. I was flipping through the channels. And they, they had the crew chief, uh, Larry McReynolds, I think, famous crew chief. He had, like, yes. a shock and a sway bar in front of him. And he was explaining to- towing it in and towing it out and what you adjusted for different angles. And I was, me being a little bit of a gearhead, I'm like, oh, shit, look at that. That's interesting. I didn't know that, you know. And so yeah, I, was, yeah. I was riveted a little bit. So, you know, I will be interested to see how they cover the black flag this weekend. I will be interested to see how they do that. So um, I don't know. It could, to me, it could go either way. It could go no mention at all, which is brutal, or some mention, but really not get into it. You know, I don't know. I'd like to hear what Meg. Emig... You don't blow it up, drama style. I wish they would. Sure, <laughs> it's big news for everybody else. It everybody is, else it's, wants it's, to talk about it. It's huge it's news. So and did you not say that the story you did on Racer X got the most hits ever? Is that?
4: Yeah, most popular story we've ever had in the history of the website.
1: Think about that, folks, the, ever had on the history of the website. We're talking James Stewart, PED. We're talking James Stewart and Chad Reed yeah. Jacksonville, whatever it is. So
4: yeah, Yeah, so this is what people would want to hear about. No, we'll just see. I don't know. But I I, I, people ask us questions for the TV broadcast all the time. We're constantly like, we don't know. We don't work for them.
1: I know. It, it's funny, and and also too, answers. we don't know. We don't work for them. And no one is listening to Steve Mathis and what he thinks. Believe me, no one in any sort of position of power. They probably all would la- want to light me on fire. The,
4: dream, the next behind the dream on Sunday is not going to be me, you, and JT. <laughs> Racing like like Deegan and MC and Michael, cool?
1: no, going to be up. No, no, and, and believe me, if they could light me on fire, the 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 head guys, they probably would. So um yeah, they just bring
4: you in so they could finally get you and throw a net around you. Yeah. We got.
1: It. Hey, we're going to do it behind the dream, Mathis. Sit right here, and and, and then a, and the trap door opens up, and there's sharks with lasers on their heads. Okay, I gotta go. JT's on the other line. See you, buddy. I right, see you. Alright, see you. And with that, let's bring in our uh, our other expert on the uh, on the on the case. Fly racing zone, Jason Thomas. What's going on? Oh, uh, we're talking about the broadcast.
6: Oh, Weij is a big fan.
1: Oh, yeah. Um hey, welcome to the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by NFAB. Yeah, my favorite part is they go into such depth of analysis. They really go out on a limb with stuff. I just uh, I asked Emek one time and he told me he didn't think he was qualified enough. He didn't think he was good enough. And I'm just <laughs> like great what? Answer. I, yeah. I, I think I put an all, we were texting, and I put all caps. What? You're going to so. leave that to the experts. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, a fly racing light hydrogen gear. It's revolutionized the world of lightweight racing apparel. Inspired by Canard and Short. Um, yeah. Do you put, do the guys wear the light stuff mostly in Supercross? Like, you know what, we have, uh, I would say we
6: have three lines that guys kind of bounce between. Okay. And uh, we're pretty proud of all three of them. Um, you know, we've, we've come a long way with our evolution and our hydrogen, which are our two kind of racer top of the, uh, top of the line, premium fit type items. Uh, so as that stuff has improved, uh, we've really, really gotten some great feedback and those guys have actually asked to wear it. Uh, but our kinetic stuff has been kind of a favorite for a long time. So you'll see a mixture of the three lines between all the guys every weekend.
1: Fly racing USA on social media, flyracing.com. We gave away a set of arrow tapered bars and pilot two grips. Fly racing is much more than gear, folks. Some of their hard part stuff is the best stuff out there. So congrats to uh, Cole for winning the uh, grips and bars. And we gave away a set of pair of tickets uh, courtesy of NFAB, n-fab.com. Uh, somebody's going to Oakland. Who was it, Tits? Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Kevin's going to Oakland courtesy of NFAB. All right, JT. Uh, we talked to Ouija a little bit about the 450s. Let's get into 250s with you first. Um, we saw Jesse Nelson win his first race at Anaheim one we saw Cooper Webb win his first race at Phoenix. Yep. Who is going to be the next first-time Supercross winner, if there was one at all in this class?
6: I am going to pick Tyler Bowers. I could easily make a case for Justin Hill, but I just haven't seen it from him in the main events. Uh, but Tyler Bowers
1: was, you know, 100 well, yards from being that guy last weekend. So I think going Bowers. I, I may have tricked you though. I meant first time ever winning a Supercross. Hill and Bowers have oh, won. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, but um, did has Hill won? Yes, Hill won. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Hill won San Diego last year. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, so is there? Then I think I would have to take Mookie. He's kind of been. He's been okay. I don't know what happened at A two with Mook. Well, he got but, second place at Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. From from so from, from the LCQ away. too. Yeah.
6: But uh, who who would you make a case for if it's not him?
1: Well, Osborne's hurt.
6: Yeah, I you know. He's, he's uh, McIlrath won the Heat.
1: Right uh, if any. I'm not – yeah, so that, you know, that was kind of the question. Like, if you see one at all, who, who will it be? And oh, I think
6: Mookie for sure has a, has a chance. Okay. Uh, I don't predict that to happen mm-hmm. right away or anything, but I wouldn't be shocked either. Right. You know, uh, if he finds a track. What I think would happen was he gets another start like he did at Phoenix and then a really, really difficult set of whoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mook that could just, be yeah. the the recipe for him to get a win.
1: Osborne starts a bit on point, but with that thumb, man, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not
6: a knock against him. It's just he's not, you know, he's kind of bringing a knife to a gunfight at the
1: moment. Yeah. Um. And Justin Hill, you know, uh, Josh, his brother, told me that he suffered a big concussion before the start of the season, and he got sick uh, in, after Anaheim won. Kind of he's been good. He hasn't been as fast as many of us thought. Um I don't know. It's been a so-so year for Justin Hill.
6: Well, I've seen them, some really good riding in practice and practicing in the heat races, but then in the main event, it just hasn't been there. So I don't know if that's a fitness thing, but I still think the ability's there. So it wouldn't shock me if he just came out and, and if the sickness thing, you know, if that has any validity to it, if he came out firing, you know, once he is well, then that would make a lot of sense. But it has been a little bit puzzling because I know for one, I expected quite a bit more coming off that Monster Cup performance.
1: Um. Yeah, and you know his bike is good too. Like in oh, in, I would think in, terms so, yeah. of, in terms of dudes in the class on what how their bikes are.
6: Oh, um, well, look at you know Nelson. I don't. I don't know exactly how comparative their equipment is, but look how good Nelson's been.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Can Plessinger win? Is he there yet? Probably not. I mean, you know obviously I would, he can. I would
6: want to say no. Yeah. But he shocked me the whole way through so far this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't think so. But uh,
1: stranger things have happened. Sure. Why not? Right. Um. Hanny's been okay, probably a little slower than we thought. Through yeah, the I thought he would be better. I run. really did. Anaheim won. He showed some speed and skill, and then he hasn't at the last two races. So hopefully he'll figure it out, uh, put it back together. Um, I'm telling you, man, I know you're, you're not on my side with this, but these two wins by Webb, you watch. You watch.
6: Okay, I'll probably will either way. Before, wait, But You know, before you told me to, I was going to do it anyway.
1: Okay, but now. That was but, but now, why I
6: booked the flight and the whole deal.
1: Right, but now, now that I've ordered you to. No, I think he's going to go on. I mean, I don't know if he wins in Oakland, um, but, you know, I think this is going to be the push that this kid needs. He's got the team. He's got the bike. He's got the confidence. He's got the skills. And winning uh, the last two rounds, and especially the way he won Anaheim 2, coming from God knows where he was off the start, this kind of stuff where I could see a guy get on a roll.
6: Allah McGrath. I tell you you what, if if he hadn't have got caught up in all the drama at a one, I think we'd have seen the same thing all the way through. Maybe, yeah. It's not so much that it's a roll for me. I just think he was ready to go and he just stayed out of trouble.
1: But can't you see him go on a run like like what I what I think? Yeah, for sure.
6: No, I'm saying like these guys are lucky it hadn't been three. Yeah. But, But having said that, Jesse Nelson has been, I think, as good if not better minus one crash.
1: Right. Uh Oakland this weekend, uh seventy two degrees and sunny, so nice weather. Um we go going to the stadium where a commitment to excellence is is put out every Sunday by the Oakland Raiders. That's a bold statement. Um the worst stadium on the circuit or the very, very worst stadium in the history of the circuit? Which one is it, JT? The worst stadium in the history of the circuit? Yeah, or just the worst stadium on the circuit right now. Which one is Oakland? Yeah, because
6: San Diego was pretty bad. (laughs) Dallas was really bad.
3: Um,
1: Dallas was, I mean, Dallas, there was a massive cobweb up in the press box (laughs) with a huge spider in it. That was scary. But um, those stadiums look like the Taj Mahal compared to Oakland. They they really do.
6: Yeah, it's it's not not great. (laughs) I, I feel like the stadium reflects their organization. I feel like there you can draw a lot of parallels between you know, the funny whole that, situation.
1: Funny that people like you say that all the time. The city around it. It was the just stadium, eleven stadium, short the team, eleven. The organization, their fans, namely uh, you. Eleven short years ago, they were in the Super Bowl.
6: Yeah, I feel like you know the NFL is. We found it so corrupt that they they just rigged the whole deal to get these you know teams that everyone feels sorry for to get
1: them in there. Okay, yeah, that's it. All right, let's move on to Moto. Uh, good dirt in San Fran or Oakland. Uh, good dirt in Oakland usually. Uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Um, big. You know, I think it's. Yeah. Do we know if it's the same dirt that they use in San Francisco? <clears throat> I would feel like it is.
1: I heard it was. Yeah, I feel like I heard it was. So.
6: Yeah, and it. You know what? It's, typically, we get a little bit of rain. Um, sometime before.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: So it, it, that usually helps it, but I I'll be interested to see how it is this year because in 2012 it was really really slippery. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be fine, but uh, I think the moisture leading up to it generally helps, and I don't think we're getting that this year.
1: Why don't you think we're getting it?
6: Well, it hasn't been raining there like this
1: week. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you'd follow the weather pattern up in Oakland. I have. That I've been looking every day. Clearly, you're a regular meteorologist. I didn't even know well, that. Um, let's go. I to- just have
6: an app on my phone. It's not like I, you know, follow the barometric pressures or anything. So
1: every day you look at the phone app for weather in Oakland
6: all I week. Do. Yep, I do. I don't think you do. Actually, I do. I do these columns called staging area and, and some some prediction columns, so I, I mm-hmm. kind of take those things. I read it this
1: it. week. Everybody gets a black flag. That's your, that's your <laughs> prediction this week. Everyone gets a black Except flag. Except the weather. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, do you think we'll see any fallout? I mean, obviously, I talked about this with Weege. I don't want to harp on it too much, but the black flag gate, do we see? I think we see more black flags going forward uh, for any sort of retaliation because... The uh, F- F- AMA and FIM are going to want to justify this one decision. I really think we do see more black flags. We each says no. We each says it's still, it will continue to be super inconsistent. I don't know. I'm a little on the fence.
6: Chalker. I can see both sides of your argument, but I do think they're probably going to try to justify this. Yep. But, man, is it going to create more. They're going to create more hand.
1: <laughs> they will. They will make it worse. No doubt. You know, uh, it's like you do one thing wrong, and you're like –
6: you are so hard-headed that you were right that you're just going to keep doing something wrong to prove that you were right. <laughs> well, all
1: along, you were still wrong. Right. Just give it to Black Tyler Bowers now. Just go up to Bowers in the pits and wave it at him. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Noah. He's been on hold for a while. Noah, what's up, man? You got a question for Jason Thomas?
5: Uh, Yeah, well, it's kind of for both of you. Okay. Um, I know this whole black flag thing is starting to get played out, and everybody's been talking about it. But um, basically what you guys were just talking about now that, you know, because like you said, we're not going to see, you know, FIM or Gallagher, you know, say that, oh, like, we, you know, we fucked up, like, sorry. Like, we're not, we, I mean, even us as fans, you know, we know we're not going to get it. So do we see, well, now that, um, you know, like all over social media, you know, Chad's been, you know, hinting at this new, you know, he's got this big plan or like doing what, you know, somebody else has uh, never done. And thus we're all kind of getting at, all right, like maybe this, uh this um uh what's the word i'm looking for um uh i don't know like a like a union together yeah riders so now that you know now or if he even does that do we see that maybe you know he tries to focus on that and you know try to more create a union and you know his racing kind of slip away or just kind of be like you know like i'm gonna be a badass and i'm gonna win and not only am i gonna win i'm gonna you know i'm gonna create this union with us
1: riders well no i think if i had to bet Chad's probably working on something with team owners, association of team owners in this sport. That's just if I had to bet money. I don't think you'll ever get the riders together. Uh, secondly, I am disturbed by Chad's tweet that said something. Of course, this is looking at Twitter. I haven't talked to him this week at all. Well, actually, we did exchange texts, but it wasn't about anything about that. But um, uh, Chad's tweet about Supercross, well, Supercross is over or something he tweeted. And I'm like, ooh, Really?
5: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. You know, I, I saw that, and I was just going to say, okay. So I mean, is now you know is now he you know he's just maybe his racing doesn't seem as important as it is. You know, creating this union with well, uh, however you say team owners or whatever it is.
1: I I don't know. No, I think nothing nothing beats uh, nothing beats um, Chad Reed and his desire to win races. What do you think, JT? Well, I think I don't know if he could
6: be more motivated because I think those two tenth place finishes. Knowing him, that motivated him as about as much as you possibly could.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and i
6: I don't even want to say the U N I O N word or be associated with that in any way because I like my credential and I like being able to go to races. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there.
5: Um, real quick, JT, do you think we see Chad Reed run his CR22? shirt and make it making a flag like he posted yesterday on Instagram. and bring it to oh, I think examines. he'll do
6: something. I think he'll do something with butt patches, and I think he'll probably try to do something in opening ceremony. He'll do whatever he can. He's not scared to push the envelope, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely not. You know, I mean, with with JS7 and RV out of it, I mean, you could make an argument with those guys in it that Chad Reed is the biggest name in the sport. With those guys out of it, I think there's no doubt that Chad Reed is the biggest name in the sport. And, uh you know, so now no, I agree. Now we're gonna. Now we're seeing, uh, you know, the biggest name in the sport, um, you know, get pe- get black flagged, and and I think wrongly so. And you know, I mean, JT, one of the, the official, um, uh, the official gave an interview. Uh, John Gallagher gave an interview and said, well, "What does it matter? He was going to get DQ'd anyways. That was going to be our result." And I, that's a nice convenient fallback uh, for what they did, but uh Not really because know. he's he is
6: assuming that his his uh, result decision would be the exact same as, you know, if he had an hour to contemplate something, he's assuming that that would be the same decision well, he came to in he- and- – and
5: it's going to be yeah yeah second. you know it's, it's almost like one of those things where like at first you know when you see something you're pissed about it but then once, you, once time goes by you kind of get over it a little bit
6: yeah you go back and you look at the video from every angle yeah but and you he's, make not a, gonna admit he's not going to
1: admit that mm-hmm. he's not going to admit that he's going to say that i was i would he would have been disqualified anyways which i think is not i mean he can say whatever he wants i just right. disagree right all right hey thanks Noah. thanks for calling man yeah no problem Good show guys. all right see you um all right back to the 250 class I think right. I think uh I think Chris Aldridge breaks through this weekend and by breaking through I mean finishes between uh fifth and the uh, eighth this weekend. I got a feeling. I just think it's gonna come together for him.
6: Well if he'd stay off the ground, it would make his life a lot easier. Yep. I promise you that. Uh, um, yeah, But I think, yeah, I mean, he. I think he was headed there if he didn't crash last weekend. So, yeah, yeah I don't think you're going out on a limb with that. Yeah,
1: no, I don't. Uh, who's been, like, kind of the, I mean, Tommy Hahn, I guess, maybe, uh, Politelli. You're a big fan of Politelli. Maybe Powell even had a good race this weekend. But has there been a privateer guy that's uh, surprised you? N- me, not really. No one's broken through. Plessinger would be the factory guy; that'd be a surprise. But
6: uh... yeah, there really hasn't been any standout guys. Yeah, um, you know some of those guys that we wouldn't have expected to make uh, Anaheim one jumped in there, but none of them have really put too much together in the main events. Uh, even Michael weeb hasn't done too mm-hmm. much in the main events, so it's kind of been dominated by the the top-level guys all the way through the top ten even. Uh, there just hasn't been anybody jump in there that I was like, wow, I didn't expect that, you know. So yeah, no,
1: there hasn't been. I has to
6: say that won't happen, but it hasn't
1: happened yet. It hasn't happened so far. All right, let's take our last call here on the Fly and Moto60 show uh, from Chris. Chris, you got a question for uh, Jason Thomas? Uh,
0: yeah, man. First of all, I want to say last week I called him complaining about the track, but that track was awesome this week, man. It, it was really, it was. really yeah. fun to watch. It was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is like, the, I guess, Jason, I understand your friends with this dude, but I'm just really surprised, and maybe I misunderstand this. Does Chad not think he was wrong for what he did with Trey? I mean, he could have, like, seriously hurt. Him. Obviously, Trey should have jumped into him. There was some confusion there, whatever happened. But he, like, intentionally put him over the bars. And he did uh, like not lead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: No, I don't. And that's, first off, he, he kind of did apologize for, you know, Doing what he did and acting out. No, or whatever. Chad, Chad
1: straight up told me. Sorry, to interrupt, but Chad said I shouldn't have done what I did.
6: Yeah, I, I understand. Right, right. So okay, yeah. okay,
0: all right.
1: And I, I have a little
6: bit of reservation with the intentionally put him over the bars because I don't necessarily think he. You
0: reckon, dude. You never know what's going to happen.
6: Well, you're just saying you didn't know it was going to happen.
0: Well, you meant to wreck him. So I mean, you could wreck the dude. You could break his neck. I you're wrecking a guy in a 450. So. I'm not saying he tried yeah, to. Yeah, I Martin. mean, okay, well, you know,
6: Cooper Webb was Cooper Webb intentionally wrecked Howard Bowers, and Josh Hansen intentionally wrecked uh, Shane McElrath, and on and on and on. So where do you draw the line? You know, that's that's. What I mean, it wasn't for a
0: spot or anything. He just straight up.
6: Yeah, he was passing he him. It. It was just... He was passing him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, that's the Chad Reed train. You're clearly on the Chad Reed train because. No, I'm just saying, what what, saying, what, what makes that, that any that different than was?
6: any of the other moves, really? I mean, he hit him like side to side on the frame. I mean, if he wanted to t-bone him. He could have done what Michael Essie did to Tickle and really, really tee him up. But, I mean, they hit side-to-side, side, like, on a frame. Like, how much damage are you going to do to somebody doing, you know,
0: 10, 12 miles an hour no, side-to-side side side on a he's frame? trying to run him off the track is all it was. It's just, yeah, yeah. No, just, I'm not saying he wasn't wrong. Guy, I'm just kind of looking at him as a leader in the, in the industry. It's just like old-school chat. Everybody kind of forgot. He's always complaining about this and that. If he didn't win, it was always someone else's fault. And then just something dirty like that. I mean, I, I want to like the guy. Well, it's it sounds
6: job. to me like you don't. <laughs> I got to say, gotta say I, I, I'm, with, yeah, gotta I'm with JT
1: here, Chris. You know him
0: better than I do, man. I just see from the outside. so I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i sure he's a good dude. But. I don't think, Chris,
1: I don't think in Chad's heart of hearts that he thought, Chad, that Trey was going to crash. I think he was wanted to bump him and show him, hey, screw you for taking me out and let's continue racing. And I really don't think Chad Reed thinks I'm going to take him down because if he'd wanted to take him down, Chad's a great enough rider that that front wheel would have been yeah. gone. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Me. Yeah, that's, like, that was my kind of
6: thing all along is I don't, for most people I don't even know because I wasn't even at their level, how much if you know how much control they have. Like for Trey to crash, there, there's a 0% chance he crashes there if he, if he has both hands on the bars. And for Chad, yeah. if he really wants to go knock the guy down, and he's like, "I'm going to knock this dude into next week."
1: It would have been a lot worse. Well, than that, I promise. well but wait, like yeah, there that, was I mean, there was like I a perfect storm of Chad bumping him right where there, Trey having one hand off the bars and a tough block being there. If Chad had, if Trey had one hand off the bars and there was no tough block, he still saves that. So it was like a three different things that happened. Now I'm, I got you, Chris. You can't do that. He should deserve to be penalized. Absolutely, I, know, and I'm fully but, on board with that as well. So.
0: Okay, well that was insightful. I appreciate
1: yeah. it. Yeah, all right, thanks, Chris. Thank you. These people aren't going to win arguing with Chad Reed with you, JT. They're not no, gonna, not well,
6: gonna win. I just Very I have a little bit of trouble with the maliciousness because I know I know how malicious guys can get if they want to. I mean, it's not that difficult. You just wait for the guy to turn, and you go yeah, straight yeah, right no. when they're trying to turn. You know, this
1: was just a screw-you bump that went that Yeah, went, that he went was wrong.
6: trying to make his point known, like, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. Um. And obviously it went much, much worse than – I think he even intended. I, he went in there to make contact, no doubt about that. But yeah. people are saying, you know, like the break-your-neck comments and stuff like that. It's like, come on, guys. Like, right. You're getting a, you know, a little bit carried away with, with some of the stuff.
1: We talked way too much about this black flag, this show, between you and YGAMP. But I guess that's what people want to talk about.
6: So that's what we did. Well, when the racing is like that and Roxanne runs away with it, right.
1: kind of run out of things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, guys. Appreciate good, it. Good times. See you. All right, see Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brighton, Jimmy Albertson, Adam Antonap, just some of the guys that were fly racing, flyracing.com, at flyracingusa on social media. And, of course, NFAB, proud sponsors of JGR, NFAB, Toyota team with Barsha and Filthy Phil this weekend. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good talk. We're here every Thursday at noon for an hour. Thanks, tits. Thanks for your contributions. Just give me a thumbs up. That's good. You don't need to talk. You're welcome.
2: Yeah, you my mic off? No. No.
1: Okay. You're welcome. Such passion, folks. You hear that? Such passion. All right, everybody. See you next week.